0: Welcome to Ask the Accountant, the podcast that is made for you. Weekly podcast live Mondays from 8.30 a.m., released on the podcast service of your choice on Wednesdays. Your main weekly hosts, Aaron Patrick and Johan Garry. Got something to ask? Submit your questions below or ask during the show. Podcast loading. We are currently getting everything set up behind the scenes. So sit back, relax, and we will be with you in a few seconds. Enjoy.
1: Good morning, everybody, and a very, very warm welcome to today's episode of Ask the Accountant. It's episode number 40, and the date is the 24th of July, 2023. And we're very, very proud to start the show off. With an amazing announcement that we are sponsored by the one and only Employment Hero.
0: Oh, no. That was almost so
1: good, um, but more on them later, and please do stay around for the more on them later. We're going to talk about them about halfway through the show. Um, we've got some cool things to announce and also a little competition as well between ourselves that we'd love to talk about. With me, as always, is my co-host, Johan. Johan, how has your week been?
0: Good morning, Aaron. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good week, but yesterday was hard work, So, uh, but we'll discuss that in more detail later. Um, But yeah, overall, not a bad week at all, mate. Yourself? Well, we cannot complain about the week we've just had, can we? We cannot complain.
1: Um, As always, this show is brought to you and made even better by you guys who are live with us. So, Paul, good morning to you. And Sam's there as well. We'll be uh, talking about Sam in a moment. yes, it was as uh, smooth as they come, that uh, intro there. I mean, uh, yeah. um, We need to work on our timings there, don't we? And Kirsty's arrived as well. So remember, as always, if you are here live and talking to us, then please do put some comments in and we'll talk talk about them. Keep us honest if we get anything wrong. Tell us if we've missed something or just let us know your opinion on whatever's happening. We'd love to hear from you. If, though, you weren't able to leave it, um, hear us live and you were actually later on in the show or listen to us on our podcast service of your choice, then don't forget to use our little opportunity to leave us some feedback where then we can bring him in on the show Um, and uh, Andy rightly says happy 40th birthday to ask the accountant oh 40 already it's a crazy crazy time isn't it okay so we've got some really exciting stuff lined up for you today and we're going to start off with a little breakdown of what we got up to at the weekend our little trip to Liverpool so for those who are living under a rock we uh there was a little thing called the open at the liverpool this uh this um this wonderful weekend and on the friday we were invited by the one and only employment here and again more on those later um to come along and watch the open from the comfort of a nice little hospitality box and oh what a what a weekend we, was made of it from it. So just before we got there, though, me and Joanne got to well. In fact, do you want to start off with your first part of it before we actually got to the Open? Do you want to talk about you actually going to see Andy Klein engage, didn't you? And you have a little uh little setup.
0: Yes, we um we had so basically I, I had to travel by train for the golf Open on Friday. Courtesy and what of what was the British reason for that? <laughs> yeah, more on that later. But courtesy of British Rail. There were strikes on the Thursday and on the Saturday, so my one-day trip turned into a five-day trip. Um, but we took full advantage of it. First of all, Andy took me around his hometown of Liverpool to show me around. So I've seen the docks, which is a beautiful area. If you're staying in Liverpool, go go stay down the docks. Really enjoyed that. Um, showed me all the sights of Liverpool, took me to Anfield, um, and all the other various areas he pointed out. But then we had a day in the uh, in Andy's office um, after going via Client Engager Towers to have a look at that, um, and yeah, we just had a day going through how Andy's using Client Engager in his practice, how I use it, sharing some notes, etc. Walking away with a very long list of ideas for Peter, the developer, to build. Um, but I've not told him that bit yet. <laughs> That's fine; he'll be okay with that, I think. Um, but yeah, had an absolutely fantastic. Day with Andy really good to just get some creative juices and thoughts going and uh, discuss the future of client engagement further which is fantastic um, at which point you appeared in the evening um, and we had a day at the, o- at the open didn't we on the Friday? We certainly did I mean we started nice and early and I think that was the right thing to do we, we looked
1: back at it didn't we um, and the cues for the event was uh, a little outrageous uh, if you left it any later didn't you so yeah, we had a the nice early start. Of
0: people was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we just had that nice early start, and actually, we were saying all the way through how well organized the event itself was, wasn't it? Yeah. Literally, we jumped on their equivalent of metro, isn't it? That they call it. They're like um, not tra- full train service, but um, kind of like their metro service that they had, and we jumped on there from Liverpool Centre got ourselves down to the um, event area and it was just everything was from closing roads to creating um uh, temporary bridges across roads to all sorts it was just a really very well organized event wasn't it um we got there nice and early like we said we went to have a look around the golf course as well we were shocked ourselves of the the vastness of, of where these um golf golfers were going to be playing their playing their golf in um and we also had a look around the shop didn't we we saw our uh, yeah a few things but we we held back a little bit um and then we had the, uh, the the you know the honor of being invited to the um hospitality area by employment here themselves and the event itself was absolutely brilliant wasn't it it's um yeah, you know, I, I i appreciate golf but i appreciate it on a whole new level now like i was you know beforehand it was very much a oh yeah yeah I, I get it you know your big names i can understand them and if they win yeah you know whatever that will be great but now i completely understand like what they go through and, and everything else and i mean we were lucky when you look back at the last two days it was rain trodden and and the weather was not kind to anyone who was there but we had a lovely day you know there was sunshine we were able to wander, wander around and really enjoy it the food was absolutely brilliant the company was fantastic as well um had us the opportunity to um to kind of talk to fellow accountants and f- figure out some of their issues and stuff which was cool to see and and you know talked about employment hero talked about other solutions as well so, no, it was a, a lovely, lovely day out. And, yeah, I'm. at one point we were tempted to say we're going to start playing golf, as Stevens just said here, do you play golf? We were very tempted, especially hearing about all the mod cons that you can get from the golfing. Um, but the day after, we-, we had our own little version of golf and more on that in a bit. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to take up golf anytime soon, unless there's a, an opportunity to have, like, a one-to-one training or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... I think the only part that really interested us enough to want to play golf, because let's face it, yours and I, our eyesight and hand to eye coordination is not good enough for golf. Um, but we did quite like learning about all the tech enabled trolleys, et cetera, that people have got and how they can just link to your iPhone and your Apple Watch and just follow you around. Um, you know that, it's, it was, it's always interesting, I think, to see how tech is impacting other industries. And one of the things you and I were saying is when we were watching the TV, like, how on earth have they got software that literally, from within seconds of them hitting that ball, it's showing you the direction, the speed, and the arc height? Like, that's just really impressive. So it's always interesting to see how, you know, we always look at tech, don't we? And when we're looking at new things and how it all works. Um. So yeah, I, I must admit I got a little bit distracted looking at the
1: tech sometimes when i think i was supposed to be watching the golf and i'm like is that an fx3 and an fx6 in the wild oh there's a sony alexa liner i was like yeah i was just camera yeah. kicking out and cameras most of the time so no it was uh impressive and what we're going to use that for that that insight is how to improve our video content going forward yeah. you see so it was all relevant right oh
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's all relevant and justifiable
1: <laughs> honest <laughs> Honest to God. As Andy says, it was a fantastic event. Great weather, great company. It certainly was. We've got to shout out. Yeah, Andy was there as well. Um, and I think he enjoyed himself. I think that's safe to say, right? I think he.
0: Uh... I think it's safe to say Andy had a great day. Andy's a huge golfing fan. So um, when he got his invite, he was very happy and he had a fantastic day out watching all the players and stuff. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think
1: one thing I've learned for next time we go to any event like that. I feel like I was underdressed you know I wasn't there with my golf club and my golf gear and <laughs> the full. Go- yeah. it's the only spot I know where you turn up dressed ready to play just in case which uh yeah I thought was quite interesting um Kirsty is going to the golf day on the 12th uh, Laura is going to the golf day on the 12th oh okay that'd be yep. that'd be exciting for you um and the tech in golf is incredible Trapman is a great advancement to watching golf yeah um, and yeah. and it wasn't just like those fancy curves and stuff that you got. It was the fact that the, those camera operators were just pinpoint, weren't they? Every single time, yeah. where we we sometimes I'd hit the ball and we'd be looking around like, um. <laughs> where's that
0: gone? But the yeah. cameraman knew
1: exactly where <laughs> yeah, it was. Exactly, exactly. That was an amazing, amazing event, and we absolutely loved being there. So, thank you so much to Employment Hero. Thank you for um, having that opportunity. Um, again more on them more on them later um and then the rest of the, the rest of the day or the, the day after we also got to get together and we did a bit of content didn't we johan um we did. so some of it or a lot of it to do with employment here and you'll kind of see that um in uh, content coming out soon but you got to have a play around with vr for a little bit as well you were, had your was it your first experience in vr or was it
0: your first proper or how, that was my first vr experience yeah as, okay. as everyone will know i I'm now using AR in my practice and filing accounts and stuff through AR. It's all very good. Um, But that was my first proper go at a VR headset. And yeah, it's got a long way to go. But I can certainly see, having played with both now, I can certainly see AR is going to be the the tool of the workplace. Yes. And our day-to-day lives. VR is definitely the future of... Watching TV, watching films, playing games, etc. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think I mean we were to
1: put some context to where we were, we were in a brew dog in the corner. So we were out of the way. So, you know, we had four cameras pointing at us because we were doing content. So you're already feeling a little bit conscious. Um but nothing is more conscious than when you stick a VR headset in the middle of a pub. Yeah, yeah not quite ready for, um, for prime time, really. No matter how good the experience would be or how much more beneficial you could get out of it, there's still this social stigma at the moment, isn't there, of sticking that headset on.
0: Yeah, it was safe to say we were the only ones sat in a in BrewDog wearing VR headsets. Probably um, in mean the world at that point. Um, the bar mitzvah party was having a good look and pulling some funny faces when they walked past us. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a, it was a great, great experience and great thing to have a look at and see where we're up to and stuff. So yeah, no, that was really good. Yeah, it was good. And one thing we'll keep an eye out
1: for the content because we've got some content relating to employment here and relating to, um, the golf day is we had a little game of, um, of VR golf, didn't we? To kind of, um, uh, make the content a little bit, elevate the content a little bit. um, and, yeah, let's safe to say that um, we're definitely better at watching golfers and appreciating what they are than, uh, than
0: yeah. yeah we are not going to be invited stuff. to play on the Open.
1: No, that is, no. That's safe to say. No, probably not even, even in a VR element. We wouldn't be invited either. No. So, yeah, um, <laughs> even if we have the equipment ready to go. Um, and, yeah, we should have thought that through, actually. Andy's completely right. Lucky we never got mugged. So, yeah, it was. A... Although we're in dark. I mean, come on. It's fine. it's fine. It's absolutely fine. So, yeah, overall, an amazing day. Very, very thankful for coming along, uh, being invited along. Um, and yes, we will definitely be more appreciative of golf in the future and obviously of employment here, but we already were. So, more on that later. Right. Okay. Next topic we have today was there is a new um, release of a solution in the US called. TurboTax Live. Now, TurboTax themselves, for anyone who doesn't know, is Intuit. Intuit, who own QuickBooks, also Intuit owns TurboTax, and TurboTax is their tax filing solution. So, think of it for us as you know, Iris Accounts Production, Iris Tax Production, and you've got your CCHs of the world. The solution's not the bookkeeping end; that's still QuickBooks over in the US, but the actual filing the tax returns. So. Compiling your tax returns and getting them sent over. um <clears throat> The difference is they've now got a TurboTax business. So the idea is it's not just filing your personal, because over in America, the numbers are crazy amount of, of people who use TurboTax, right? It's 80% of all the people in the US. Well, first of all, the big difference between US and UK is everyone in the US has to file a tax return. You don't have any exemptions like we do here. And then 80% of them use software and out of those 80% it's something like another 80% use turbo tax it's that bigger um uh, deal over in the us of it, you know it's become if you're filing your taxes it is known as you're using turbo you know you're gonna TurboTax. you can use turbo tax to push it through there it's that popular over there um, but they've now got um the opportunity to use turbo tax for business as well so it's not just your personal taxes get gets filed, but also you can use business taxes as well. So you think of your partnership tax returns, things like that. And then what QuickBooks or sorry Intuit have done differently this time round and, and open it up is a brand new service called TurboTax Live. And the idea is that it's not just the software that they're providing you, because that software is there, but they're actually providing a software plus an actual you know professional person to compile that work for you and get it submitted now we've kind of seen this before in quickbooks we've seen quickbooks live which is the same concept not only do you get the version of quickbooks but you can then pay extra for someone to actually go do the bookkeeping for you so effectively outsourcing your bookkeeping right which sounds familiar right isn't that what accountants and bookkeepers offer so there's always been a bit of a a worry that is this them taking over kind of our space if you like and there's that stuff personally i don't feel like that but that's what a lot of people are saying and then turbo tax live well that really is them stepping on the toes of what an accountant would be providing for them right the idea that you could have a subscription turbo tax in fact from what i could tell and i'll talk about how i've seen this work but from what i can tell i don't even think they even need a version of turbo i think it is literally just that that opportunity to talk one another to someone who can file it. But you can feel like that is Intuit looking to tread on the toes of accountants um, and, and push it through. Now, the way I got to see it was, <clears throat> and shout out to them, the Cloud Accounting Podcast, or oh, sorry, the Accounting Podcast as they're called now, um, you know, the, the guys there, Blake and David, they went through their whole experience and they recorded every aspect of it. So we got to see that that bit. And I'll, I'll talk later about pros and cons of what the experience were like but before going to that yarn what's your opinion of intuit moving into this area now the live bookkeeping i think we're both agreed on fine like there's a lot of people who argue arguing that, that that's a, a danger to the industry but actually we can see there's an opportunity for us to to use that right yep. what about if quickbooks went into turbo tax equivalent but over in the uk um they've already provided the the bare bones of that with all of the um uh, pro-tax solutions that are available so if they created pro-tax live what would your thoughts
0: be on that i it depends how you deliver it i I've, I've listened to the same content from david and blake as yourself um as part of my 12 and a half hour epic trip yesterday yeah, we should have um, that up. yep yep <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i i I listened to that and what I the one bit I couldn't quite work out was was the person processing the tax return a an employee of TurboTax or was he a an accountant that is TurboTax certified and they'd outsourced the work to him so in the, the way Bookie, uh, QuickBooks Live works is none of those QuickBooks Lives people are employees of Intuit they are all firms using Intuit that have then got, basically taken their directory listing to another level where they can be passed on work directly from Intuit because let's face it, Intuit have got a huge marketing tool there. So why wouldn't I want to be listed as a QuickBooks Live service provider that Intuit is then feeding me work from as a growing firm? as long as the pricing's right and we can make it profitable, then yes, of course we'd want to be utilizing QuickBooks, own marketing engine. Exactly. You know, like I know the amount of inquiries I get on average a month from the QuickBooks directory. If they then put more money behind that. And I was, we were listed as a QuickBooks live provider. Then yeah, of course we'd want some of that. And you know, there's a, a slice of pie to be had. So if that's the same principle with TurboTax live, where, Someone goes to QuickBooks, a reputable known brand in the UK and says, there's an option here for me to pay X amount and get my tax return done. And they then go, right, you're going to go to this person. And they're going to, this person's going to call you and organize that. And I'm going to get a cut of that fee. Again, providing it's profitable and they're not undercharging. Then of course, I'm going to sign up for that. It's just another marketing tool in my basket of tools, um, like the QuickBooks directory is. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with this if that is the way that if they if they're making getting their own employees to do the work and they're bringing in their own team, then yeah, that is technically a threat to the industry, I suppose, um, especially when they have the funds and money to recruit and offer some substantially better employment benefits versus the, the average accounting firm in a time of recruitment challenges, yeah. yes, then it is a threat to us. But if they model it in the same way they've modeled QuickBooks Live in America, then I, I think it's just another opportunity for us to get some more customers and do some one-off work and make some money out of that. Yeah, and I, and
1: I think the, the benefit for me of the QuickBooks Live is... Like you said, like the opportunity for us to, you know, lean on it from an accounting point of view and 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 upsell it basically, but upsell it with the uh, the the uh, the opportunity that we can add value to it. Right, that that really appeals to me. They do the grunt work, if you like, then we can take it on and actually look at the numbers and and figure out that whole idea that we can then have that real time information to really understand what's going on. Completely get that. And and one of the things I was really excited about seeing it for myself and i will definitely sign up and and use it from both ends is because i'd love to see if they're going to enable any additional tools like if i was to think about it from an intuit point of view like there's an opportunity here right how do the those live bookkeepers get access to the data is it i i, I hope and I, maybe I'm, I'm thinking too much here but i do hope that there's an opportunity for us to be able to go in and actually, um, you know, see it in a different way, like not have to be invited as an accountant and then have access. I, right. I hope that the way this is built is that you almost get a temporary access to that client or, or for, for when you're doing it. And if you're, you are getting that temporary, <clears throat> then hopefully it's not the same UI or exactly the same UI that we know and love, but hopefully there's more bells and whistles there, you know, looking into bits that maybe like almost like a checklist might be there or something like again i might be overthinking this and and maybe i'm i'm maybe i'm expecting too much but i would have thought that for this to work at scale they need to provide those people doing the work with better tools to be able to do the work and whatever those tools are there's got to be an opportunity for us to then to you know talk to quibbles about getting access to them for our firm right that's mm-hmm. what excites me that's the bit that i think Okay, because they, they're going to see the pain points, right? They're going to have all these people trying to do something, and all those elements are going to have the opportunity to to see that. Oh, we're struggling to deliver this bank reconciliation, for example, because we don't have this. Or we don't have an easy way to grab the statement of the client, or what? It, you know what I mean? Like that should help them further develop the product based on the pain points that they're seeing at this mass yeah. level. So, yeah. I
0: I love it from that point of view. And we just Um, need to be clear here as well, that this is only in America before we get told off for fear mongering and stuff like that. Yeah. This is purely in America. Bookkeeping live for QuickBooks has been live in America since 2017, I believe. And everyone got very nervous in the UK back then it's five years on six years on. It's still not here. So don't start getting nervous and worried. Um it is an American thing. There is very different rules and regulations between America and the u k and the size of the market because in America, as you 've said, Aaron, everyone needs to do a tax return that is not the same concept in the u k so the market is considerably smaller um we are we 're just talking hypothetical here based on what we 're seeing in America um but yeah, so just so the listeners are completely aware yeah. this is not happening in the uk tomorrow no but we can if we were a betting man and we could like
1: put a bet on we'd expect to see some version of this in the uk at some point yeah right surprise it's not already here let's be honest we're surprised that this has been delayed but we'd assume at some point that some version either quickbooks lab uh, quickbooks live or you know protax live or something will will appear on the uk at some point um so I think the concept of it really exciting and really, you know, we're definitely behind the idea of it. Yes, we've got to make sure it's right. We've got to make sure that we've got those opportunities to um not, you know, alienate us as accountants. They've got to find ways to work with us in a in a way to make it fair on both sides. And we've got to figure out that, you know, that that it's gonna be right for, for the end user, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I saw about this piece of content and what they've got out already. So, again, over at the Canton podcast and watching their version. I think it's called Review of TurboTax Live or something like that, if you want to search for it. We'll try and put some links in the bottom if we can. But watching that video, what concerned me was how half hearted it was. Like, you would have thought from someone like Intuit to develop and release a live TurboTax version, which on paper would be amazing for end consumers, right? The opportunity to go in there. But it, for them to release something like that, you'd expect a very slick, a very intuit approach to it,
0: right? And I think, won- yeah, I think you're looking at it too early on for that. Okay. This is a new thing. Let's face it. The product, like if we look at books attacks, okay, in the UK, that is not a slick finished process that be- that they had ready before they launched. But in fairness,
1: that is a product for accountants. We expect yep. it to be rough and ready. Yeah. Yeah. This is a product that's going to end consumers, and 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 I always thought that the, the the whole minimal viable product is normally aimed at what accountants are going to be using, and mostly it's down to them. There's been some example like receipt capture, but at least
0: receipt capture works. It just doesn't have uh, receipt capture products. mileage tracking that doesn't automatically poke. Like, yeah, this. There's I think, a isn't there? yeah, I think what we're looking at here is almost a a soft release. Um, and I mean, I think they nailed certain aspects, like they had a portal where everything was communicated and stuff. Okay, like you had to upload everything into their port into this TurboTax Live portal, and they put the tax returns into the TurboTax portal, which I grant you they did have to download, print, sign, and re-upload. But that sounded more like a local government regulation where they insisted on wet signatures rather than electronic. Um, so I think some of the key aspects were there. Was the required list of documents they wanted to see available? No, that was still in, obviously, early stages. Um, you know they, they got bogged down with a $10 bank reconciliation discrepancy and I'm sat there thinking $10 for the turnover these guys are probably doing on this partnership. It's it's under 0.5% of an error. Like, ignore it, move on, accept it. Yeah. And it wasn't even an error. It was just a timing issue, right? It was yeah. just something that hadn't cleared the bank yet. That's all it was. So, yeah, so, yeah I'm, I sat and I listened to that podcast and I have walked away with a lot of notes of how I think we could improve efficiency of our one-off tax return clients work yeah and i've got a lot of notes on a process that i want to put in place that means we could be quite efficient and you know if someone wants to pay a lower price but have absolutely no verbal contact with us and they just want to go up and down for our portal i think we could deliver a service like that today from my firm yeah,
1: and, and I I generally came back and I'm, and it's something I've been trying to build for a while, but just not found the right interface for it. It's it can be done. I was just expecting Intuit to come out the gates with something a lot more, you know, eighty percent there with some yeah. some some refinement, but they're not even forty percent there at this point. Like it was very much a you've got to book a call in to talk to someone to tell you what stuff you're going to need. Then once you got that calling, then you talk to someone else who's then going to go back and forth with you, and and it was just very, it was very much a human led approach, which is what a county is. I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit that, but I thought Intuit would come at it from a different point of view, right? I thought they would try and say, right, here's my beer, hold my beer, I'm going to show you how to do, how to use tech to deliver this solution. They haven't
0: really done that, have they?
1: And I think the most no, interesting I don't think they
0: have. Uh, But what they have done is they've shown us how we can use tech. Like, trick between me using my client engage client portal, like, I I was thinking this through, and I reckon from an like a Facebook advert or Google ads advert with the right process in line with the right tools such as client engage's portal and soon to come forms and stuff like that. I think, and then using Zama AML, et cetera. I think my team could deliver a completely hands-off tax return service. Same week, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if, if the I client provides a return, actually, it. is they've shown because let's face it, we all know us small business kids can run circles around the big boys, like yeah. the intuits of the world. We just need potentially our imagination stoking. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that podcast did for me. Is it? Yeah. It showed me enough to make me realise this is a viable offering. And we go, there's a hole there, but I can plug it with this. There's a hole there, but I can plug it with this. Um, And I think also, to be fair to Intuit, what you have to remember is the US have got so many levels of tax law. Yeah, true, true. They've got federal, they've then got state, and in some places they've even got county laws. Yeah. Whereas in the UK you've got hmrc doesn't matter whether you are in lincolnshire derbyshire or nottinghamshire that has no bearing on the forms the numbers etc and you've also got to remember even in its current state hmrc and our tax filing system is one of the more modern systems where it can all be done online in the us it has got you've got to print off paperwork still sign it with a pen scan that and send it in you've got you know the us considering the volume of tax returns they do it is still archaic in paperwork requirements and for that reason actually i think intuit's own or anyone's own filings and stuff is limited by the state and the federal requirements yeah
1: completely and, and I know like going into business tax was quite new to TurboTax. I think they, they've not been doing it forever, have they? It is like the, the next yeah. logical step. Well, that's
0: the other thing, isn't it? They've not just launched a new bit of software here. That's missing a few bits it recommends. They then launched a live service off the back of this new product yeah. within weeks. Whereas QuickBooks Live was launched off the back of QuickBooks, a software that had been being built and developed for a very long time. Exactly. They just bolted on this new service, yeah. whereas these guys, uh, Intuit for TurboTax, have literally gone. Here's a new software solution to help you file your business tax returns. Oh, and at the same time, here's a new live service. Without yeah. actually testing out and ironing out the bumps in the live in the software itself, never mind the live service. Yeah, true, true. But even
1: launch it, uh, launch not having the access to be able to go into that person's. Books to extract their yeah. own reports is ludicrous in my mind but yeah that's the approach yeah. they're done and it's that whole same old story minimal viable product they'll build it they'll build it they'll be completely different this time next year it'll be even different in two years time if it's still going so yeah that's that's the way that's the way it works but it's interesting right and i think it's something we've got to keep an eye on of how that develops because if it becomes a huge success they will more than likely have some form of it over here and then we can then you know we can evaluate then. Okay, but I think you're right. I think this is while they're waiting to decide to bring it over. This is our opportunity to strike while the iron's hot, right? Like,
0: yeah. Like, I also don't think it'll they'll bring anything over to the UK until MTD's settled. Good point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: why bring over a brand new products and service offering in the full knowledge that in three years' time, that's going to need completely rebuilding and revamping. Yeah, but. For, you, for such a small though, market that the UK represents to them. Agreed. But if you were into it now and you were looking at the
1: numbers, would you be tar- targeting MTD for the live bookkeeping service where, let's be honest, um there'll be some update for it, but the whole point of MTD is to try and be less intrusive and less like problematic. So it should just be software-driven anyway, without human interaction in, in theory. Yeah. We're not there yet, but that's the theory, right? Would you as Into it, be aiming at the business tax so your corporation tax returns etc etc isn't that a better use of the live tax solution maybe um and maybe that's why they've not released or not planning to release corporation tax and accounts production for the end user because their end goal is to have the live or maybe maybe that's what it is so you know that's that'll be my take on it anyway
0: yep no interesting ideas cool
1: all right. Well, before we move on to our next segment, our next topic, I think we need to talk about um, the elephant in the room, which is our sponsor segment and the fact that in the top, oh, can I get it right? In the top, the your left, my right.
0: Whatever corner it is, my my camera's reversed. I'm bad at left to right at the best of times. Whatever left, whatever right, it is.
1: <laughs> we have the sponsored by employment here, right now. For a full disclosure of why we chose Employment Hero, what they're going to bring to the table and everything else, keep your beady eyes peeled because we've got an announcement video due soon. It'll probably be in the next week or, or week and a bit, and that'll come through. So we'll talk everything about there, about the future of the channel, everything that's going to come through. And I do highly recommend listen and watch that bit of content, but. We are proudly sponsored by Employment Hero, which means that we need to do them some justice justice and give them a shout out on the show. That's the point of sponsorship, right? Um, but me and Joanne, and producer Lizzie thought we'd tackle it a little bit differently. So instead of the standard, we're just going to read off a script of what what we think you or why we think as Employment Hero is going to change your practice and change your business and trust me we generally do believe that and you'll you'll see why in the announcement video but instead of just reading off a script we challenged ourselves and we said right on Aaron, Producer Lizzie go off on your own and come back with your version of what you think our sponsors segment can be. And the important thing is we need your guys' help because what we're going to do is we're going to put a poll up somehow. We're not figured out how that's going to be, but there'll be a poll. Um, and each week for the next few weeks, we're going to be releasing our versions of what our sponsor segment should look like. And you guys get to pick what you think is the best one. This week, first week, it was my t- chance to shine on, on the sponsor segment. So this is my opportunity to go forward. But before I run it, all right, so segment was spelt wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, two dyslexic people spell-checking each other's work is not a good idea, people.
1: It just just be behind the scenes, we even said, should we just stick it in, in Grammarly first? But anyway, uh, we'll spend we'll... that time. <laughs> so before I run my um, segment, um, have you got any kind of ways in which you want to kind of tease what yours is going to be, or are you going to wait until yours comes live?
0: I am. I'm still in the very early stages of mine. I've got an idea, but um, I'm still very much in the early stages. So I won't, in case I need to completely redo it, because what I might be wanting to do is completely infeasible. I will hold off any teasing of mine segment. But let's face it, we'll all know it's the better one when we see it oh
1: fighting talk already okay 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 so without further ado let me and i was only using that to uh start store while i was getting ready so without further ado let me run my sponsor segment which is only a minute and something whatever it is um but i do have an extended cut which is over three minutes long which will get sent out there as well and i think personally you should judge me on the extended cut and not the not the shortened cut that was that was free but what, we we'll give you see, a 30 second quota no, it wasn't a 30-second question at all. It was a minute, and I'm, I'm over the minute. So anyway, um, without further ado, I'm here, already. here is my sponsored segment. Oh, press, press play as well. Yeah, right. Well, oh, hello yeah. there. Here at ARC Accountant, we cannot believe that we are now sponsored by the one and only Employment Hero. Employment Hero is elevated mine and Johan's County practice, and I'm going to explain to you why. Using that handy little visual aid that everyone knows and loves called chocolate and I'm calling them Employment Heroes. Let me explain. You see, everybody loves a box of chocolates, right? Especially when it's full, it loads of cool stuff in it. Let me just empty it. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fill this box with all the good things that Employment Heroes, see, can do for you. It's HR software. Payroll software. The Twirl representing Employment Super App. It also helps you with employment record as well. Application tracking. Learning and development. See why we love a box of chocolates? AI. It's not just a buzzword of Employment Hero. And finally, integration with apps. So that's why for me, Employment Hero is a box of chocolates. Now, comment below. Which one should I eat first? It's our job, is one's gotta do it. And that was my segment. Now, again, I feel like you need to watch the full extended version because I explain what each of those chocolate mean and how they affect my uh, my practice going forward. But first round, first show, and comment in below as well what you believe of it. But what was your first opinions on that one there, Jan?
0: Uh, was the £3.50 box of chocolates the most expensive part of that video? <laughs> That's a little bit harsh. (laughs) Like, Oh, dear. I think we need to put some bigger budgets to these videos. Um, Well, there's
1: still yours and producer Lizzie's to go. And we'll see. that Again, it's the audience that's going to decide which is the best one and which one is going to be the one that's going to run for the furthest. But so far, you feel like there's not much competition. That's why I'm getting the... the... I
0: feel like I might have a chance here. (laughs) Depends how much you, uh, you uh, get Lizzie to do it for you. I think that's what's going uh, yeah, good for it. I have decided actually asking producer Lizzie to help me with mine might actually be a bad idea. I think she might sabotage me. <laughs> Just so she can win hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly how it's going to be. That's exactly how it's going to be.
1: So again, we're going to need your guys' help. Each and every week we're going to be releasing our version. So I believe it's producer Lizzie's next week. So I think hers is ready. One of seven from what I can tell. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Do we play all seven or <laughs> how that works? But we'll uh, we'll figure that one out um next week. And also um yours will be the week after on it. So yeah, looking forward to that. Just one. to
0: clarify, we had a discussion on this. Did we? Go for it. Like we said one submission each. Yes. Thirty to sixty seconds. Yes, you've done bonus t- outtakes already, and the first and the one minute went over. And Lizzie's got seven submissions. Like, I feel like I'm the only one sticking to the rules.
1: The rules are made to be broken, Jan. Rules are made to be broken. That's how we. Uh, that's how we get through. So yeah, I mean, look, don't hate the player, hate the game. That's all I can say on this one. So that's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna go through. But yeah, we will be needing your guys. Uh, um uh, uh, opinions and we're going to need your guys to vote on which one is best when you've seen all three of them but so far there's only one out there it's got to get all the votes so far I'm, I'm feel like i got that early lead in my bag so it's mine to lose at this point so that's how that's how we're going to go through it on it um let's just catch up on some comments because there's been a few comments come through as well um so should taxis be worried if it's a direct referral yeah, exactly. You've got all of them that should be worried about that one. Um, uh, ABA, oh, yep, yep. Reseller something in Derby. Yep, I will make sure I get back to an email on that one. No problem. Thank you for reaching out on that. We will make sure go okay, there. May one, maybe we want both of us there. Um, also having a referral system and within commission costs does that become too expensive for smaller sole trading in, individuals? I mean, it's going to be a price. They're not looking to go um, uh, bottom of the barrel on this, are they? It was all about
0: um, and make no, they're simple. not the cheapest on the market in the US. No, no. Um, what was so it one and a half K
1: or something they were talking about for that yeah. that service being filed and or something? Even the
0: QuickBooks Live stuff is a couple of hundred dollars a month service. Yeah, because they want to make sure they're paying their QuickBooks Live people, their partners, who actually have their own bookkeeping and accounting firms, a fair amount of money for the for the work to be done. Exactly, and and again for us to then put. Be on top, we've got to add value to it, and that's our challenge, yeah. right? And
1: that's but that's what we bring to the table, so that, I'm happy with that. Uh, 2050 is his guest, is accounting hard? Asked one of the um, one of the Twitch users, it certainly is. Yeah, uh, more on that on the future podcast. So if you get yourself subscribed, turn up to every single episode, you'll 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 be able to answer that question for you. Um, your you have US clients have that, yet they all use TurboTax, so that's fine, and I think I've corrected the segment one. Does the winner get to eat the eat the box pharaohs? Uh, spoiler, alert, I may have had some of them already. So, yeah, I mean, more than happy to leave the rest of them, but they're only a Claire's left. So, yeah, they... <laughs> technically, you
0: think you're the winner anyway. So, you've eaten the winner has eaten the chocolates, yes.
1: It's not the budget, it's the content. Exactly. I see, I've got one vote so far by Paul, so that's good. Um, and we have a lot of weekly episodes. So,
0: and but however, Paul, just remember voting for Aaron doesn't count as a charitable contribution for your tax return.
1: <laughs>
0: Yet. We'll
1: figure that one out one <laughs> way, don't you worry about it. Um yeah, so so that sponsored segment, keep an eye out for it. We've got one a week or maybe more a week by the sounds of it. We'll see how that goes. Um, and we'll, we'll get that together for you. Um, and we'll we'll be looking forward to seeing who wins. But again, big shout out to Employment Hero. Right, we've got a bit of a tech update coming next, haven't we?
0: Um or we do have you want, lots of tech news.
1: Do you want to do tech or do you want to do the uh, GP story? Which Which one do you
0: want to do? I'll do the tech, you do GP, because I've not heard the GP so, story firsthand. You did, we spoke about it off, 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 off air. But let's do the tech one first and we'll see what it comes. Um, <laughs> maybe we should
1: talk about this out, off air. Um, okay, so let's do a tech update. So first of all, Microsoft Teams has had a really useful update, which I think is going to be one of those updates that's going to make it so that we actually um, have finally that solution that we've been craving for. So I don't know about you, Johan, but the worst thing that we have with this new age of having multiple places where you can chat online. So ever since the pandemic, everyone's using Teams. Um, uh, I forgot what everyone's called now, the Zoom, (laughs) Google Meet. And the big problem we have is that we're having to jump between all these different platforms, right? Depending who you put your meeting with, you're going to have to go to a different platform. It's got to be installed. You and me have the same problem each time where we're having to make make sure our cameras and mics and all that sort of stuff's always done. And the more you jump around, the worse it gets and the more problematic it is. Well, Teams is finally enabled and it was all in like early access before, but it's finally enabled the fact that from Microsoft Teams, you can access all of those platforms from your one application. Now that's really kind of even more doubly important for our practice, because not only do we use Teams for our Google Meets and, or now Google Meets and Zoom and Teams calls, but we've also enabled our telephone solution through Teams as well. So we literally have all of our voice and, and video communication from the one app and that makes it really really powerful so the idea that it doesn't matter where that person or whoever's invited you at this point in time to come and have a meeting you can just do it through teams is really really powerful what do you think to this one yeah and it's a bit of a no-brainer right and it's a bit of a, yeah. a win for all
0: yeah i don't you know we I, as you say i use teams myself and the amount of times i go into zoom and i have to read recalibrate the default settings like yeah it just does my head in so the fact that i can just join everything from teams now which is what i live and breathe as do my team um then that makes life even easier so yeah quick and easy win for us all nice
1: yeah yeah and i feel like as well that i've, I've, I've played around with my testing now i was a bit dubious about this i was expecting to have like a half hearted experience, like some features weren't gonna work and all this and the other. But actually so far, you don't even know that you're in a Zoom meeting at this point. Is literally from from our point of view, as the person who's from Teams, it just feels like another standard Teams meeting. So yeah, I'm I'm really, really happy with this. Is there anyone else they could add to it? Probably maybe. I mean, there's a few out there that people use, isn't there? But I can't imagine that they're at their top of the list to bring it in. No, I Got the big and important ones. The important ones that people care about, right? Well, intuit have their own, don't they? So maybe, just maybe, that's uh, something that will uh, come into it. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm really liking it so far. I think it's it it's just one of those headaches that now isn't a headache anymore. So yeah. It's good to see. One thing I haven't tested, though, is does it also work on multiple devices as well? It, it definitely works on, on your Mac or PC. Um, but can you just log in through your iPad? I don't know yet. That's one thing maybe to to work out. Um, how to make it work, though, if you are looking to to bring it in, just make sure you use the calendar within your Teams app. Join it from there. and it will just join in Teams, as opposed to anything else. It works really well. Another bit of technology news is Copilot. So Copilot, which is... Microsoft's version of, um, chat chat GPT. So it's their enabled version of it. So effectively it's chat GPT, but being given the access to internet. So it's really, really powerful. Um, and it's something I've been using for a while. I've been using Bing. Um, that's been my way of
0: doing chat GPT. Uh, originally. Which hasn't always been a great resource for you. Has it Aaron?
1: <laughs> All right. Just cause I've only learned about Whitney Houston. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's, it's we're getting there. Um, but co- with Bing being enabled, and there was a few hoops you had to jump through, which is their way of kind of quote-unquote monetizing it slash, you know, bar- putting a barrier against it. Um, with Copilot being released via or Bing solution being there on Copilot or Bing being available through having the option of having their chat GPT equivalent through there. Copilot is their next stage. So, Microsoft are going to be enabling Copilot for their apps. So, think of it in Microsoft Teams as being able to look at looking at a meeting you've just done and be able to put bullet points automatically for you and creating tasks for you. And think of it through Microsoft Word, where it will be able to bring in actual uh, conversations just like you have with with, um, ChatGPT now. And it'll be able to bring all that information in and, and put that through for you. Excel, where it'll be able to look at putting Excel. Um, formulas together for you and analyze data for you and things like that the power of it is really really powerful we kind of knew when it was kind of announced so that it wasn't going to be a free solution and we've had the prices put forward so basically copilot is going to be releasing into its full-blown feature and it will be on the enterprise version of microsoft 365 which is around about 30 pounds per user per month so yeah, and what, what do you think to the pricing of £30 per user per month? Is that what you're expecting, or are you going to be seeing, or do you think that needs to be lower for people to adopt it?
0: Uh, I think it. I think it's a bit of a rip-off, if I'm honest. I'm not happy. Um, I, I just don't see. So I've got a team of, say, 14 people. So you want me to spend you know, over £400 a month to have for them to have Copilot enabled, which, let's be honest, is just that clippy thing. You you remember what those documents when you used to have, have that irritating little clip thing which is animated? It can just link to the internet now and it can do other stuff. Like, oh, you're writing a letter. Uh, yes, well done, mate. <laughs> Congratulations, I am. Yeah, no, I, I've yet to see anything in copilot in all the videos and stuff I'm watching that makes me think that having it embedded for 30 quid a month delivers me f- superior value, efficiency, etc than just using chat gpt in a separate window does or another api uh, ai app yep um yeah you know, if i want if i need to work out a formula for excel i just ask chat gpt and i copy and paste it into excel it's not like I can't do it because it's not. I'm not using Copilot. Like nothing that when that Microsoft have announced that of features a Copilot are things that can't be done through Chat GPT or one of their free plugins. So like even analyzing documents, there's uh, AI Buddy or Chat Buddy, something like that. It can plug into your OneDrive, your Google Drive, and it can learn all of your documents, whether they're meeting notes or policy documents, et cetera, and you can ask it questions. So and that, you know, that was a cheaper solution to copilot. It's a paid for solution, but it's cheaper. Um and then if you're looking for more, you know, chat GPT, yes, it's limited by number of characters and stuff at the moment. But if you're looking for something which is more written-based, then there's uh, new tools coming out on the market constantly. What's, what is it? There's a new one starting with a C. I want to say Clive GPT or something. I could be wrong, but again, so Chat GPT's got like 7,000 something as a limit. Yeah, this other one's gonna have a hundred thousand. It could write a small book for you quite easily. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Copilot are just doing themselves over for mass adoption because of the price Yeah, um, compared I, to the competition. And in terms to the price, though,
1: I mean, you're already, I assume, paying £15 per user. So you're doubling that, right? Because yeah. Enterprise is about um, that. It's the highest tier that they have. So it is all about kind of bringing in all the extra features that Enterprise has. You're not just getting chat GPT
0: for it. Or co pilot, what co-pilot, should I say? Yeah. Um, so, so do, you, do you realistically need all those extra features in a firm of our size? Yeah, no. So, actually, yes, you are paying 15 pounds per user per month for co pilot for just co pilot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there
1: is an argument as well do you limit it to only certain members of your staff? But then that doesn't feel right,
0: like it doesn't yep. give you uh, that. My every one of my team members has got a chat GPT 3.5 free account and they're using it like without me saying you must use it or anything like that they're saying oh i got chat gpt to deal with this for me got that to be dealt with this and stuff and it's like so that they are using the free version i don't and they're they're fine yeah um yeah. paul's is paul's talking about team's premium oh yeah uh, and it's only seven dollars a month that is a different tool entirely, Paul. This so Copilot goes across the whole Microsoft product brand, and it's got a lot of AI built in. Whereas chat, uh, Teams Premium's got more um, transcribing features and stuff like that. Uh, yep. That doesn't have the same power and reach across all the products. Yeah, um, I imagine you get premium as part of the enterprise. I think I that's do one believe of the, you do. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, again, you're not paying for the
1: Microsoft premium, are you? You're paying for the co pilot no. experience like I so
0: And again, so, like, do I pay for the $7 per user per for Teams premium to annotate, uh, to transcribe our meetings? Or do I just press record and put that recording into an AI tool that's free and it transcribes mm-hmm.
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a an extra workflow, right? And that's what you're paying for that seven pound a month is less
0: workflow. But yeah. 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 For the amount of meetings we have that we would probably want transcribing into minutes. Yeah. It's a want it's a very infrequent thing. So agreed. agreed. Yeah, I think I think Microsoft have done their usual profiteering here rather than thinking mass adoption. And they own LinkedIn, right? So is Copilot coming to LinkedIn
1: at some point? Is that like that the I've next seen. sensible solution for them? And if so, is it only for people who pay £30 a month for the enterprise version? That would uh, yeah. be interesting, right? I mean, like if they throw enterprise in and you got LinkedIn premium, maybe that's a conversation topic that would be more palatable for people, right? But yeah, as it stands, it seems like a very expensive way of adding tools to it. And final bit of tech news, just as we're just running out of time, is Logitech acquires Loop Deck. So anyone who doesn't know what Loop Deck is, or let me show both of them, hopefully people are aware of what a Steam Deck is. We've talked about it enough on the show, various versions of it, by a company called Elgato. And then Loop Deck, which I've turned it off so you can't see what's actually on there, is basically a competitor to Steam Deck. One of the things I do like about Loop Deck as opposed to Stream Deck is they are created more for creators or the the the, the way it's built is more for creators. Um, so it is more about fine-tuning, things like video editing and stuff like that. Um, and the fact that Logitech's acquired them is really quite exciting, in my opinion. Um, I'm a big fan of Logitech in terms of their... Uh, mice and their keyboards and their webcams and everything else and they've gone into audio as well with Blue and they've acquired some really cool aspects. But the fact that they can bring in a whole ecosystem means that in theory the fact that Elgato's ecosystem is so powerful and that's what makes Steam Deck so you know, joyful to use um, with Logitech acquiring Loop Deck means that we could have a, an actual competitor to keep pushing those two forward. So I think that's one to keep an eye out for, and I do think that for me, that should make Loop Deck a really attractive proposition to put through. What about you, Ian? Would you ever? Because you are quite
0: Elgato fan. I am an Elgato man, but yeah. I also use a use Logitech mice and keyboards day in day out. I've got speakers. You know, I I've got one of their USB mics. I've got uh, their camera webcams for when I'm out and about on my iPad. So I've always enjoyed Logitech's products and the quality of them. So if they're going to take over Loop Deck, then that's improved quality. So that's always good. Um, it's whether they then go out into lighting and everything else. Well, they've already got lighting. lighting it's just, no one knows about it. Uh, true. Um, so, yeah, so Loop Deck, I think it's got some interesting opportunities. I mean, Stream Deck obviously saw the risk that loop deck presented them and that's why they launched the stream deck plus with their little knobs on for volume controls and stuff like that so yeah i think this is um as good for us users as zero and quickbooks and sage going at it because it all drives innovation one-upmanship and trying to out compete each other with features and tools and the only people that really win in that is the user Yeah, because I do feel like Loop Deck themselves are more
1: akin to, um, I forget what your solution's called, but your, um, solution from Black Magic, the, uh, the fast editor or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what they're aiming more to do. It's more of a production tool, which, which is cool. So, yeah, that could, that could really help the help go from there. I know Logitech themselves, they've gone on a big push at the moment with, um, um, I forget what they call them, but basically they're doing scripts in there. So you press one button and it will do a manner of different things for you. So it's going to go and complete certain tasks for you um, just with one button. And that's their big push at the moment. So having those scripts available on a loop deck could be really, really powerful. So, yeah, very, very excited about that. Um, definitely something to keep an eye out for. Um, and, yeah, we'll we'll keep you in Uh, on the show if there's anything that we think you should be um looking to acquire or or bring into your workflow and that's it that is today's show so we do have a story about gp um and um direct debits but we'll save that for tomorrow for next week's show i think i think that's uh, a there's a nice little topic to talk about on that one Johan, um where can people have you got anything to plug anything to talk about for this week how's it going you know what what's what's your Uh, this week it's
0: another busy week for client engage we've got another stream of updates releasing on wednesday night for our users so uh the ability to auto set the internal deadlines is now going live um along with some new placeholders and a few other bits and pieces so i'll be streaming that live to our audience on wednesday night um other than that i've just got back-to-back meetings all week so yeah, back to reality after five days of filming content and going to the golf, basically. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, that twelve-hour um, uh,
1: journey back was not uh, not ideal for this no. week either, was it? So, ouch, ouch. Brilliant. Well, that is it for this episode of Ask the Accountant. As always, if you don't, if you want us to catch us live, then we go live on eight thirty every single Monday morning. morning. And we also have various links going live so that you can go in and talk to us um, and put some information in. I will just quickly put the link in the chat now. Um, So yeah, if you do want to come and join us live, then please do at 8.30. If you are listeners on the podcast service of choice, then use the link that we've just put in there to ask us any questions. But thank you for today. Thank you for Employment Hero for our sponsorship and look forward to next week when we see what version of the um, of the ad walk that um, Lizzie's put together for us? So that'll be interesting to see. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for for joining in live and being here with us. And we'll see you next week. See I've you next now. week.